Blog Talk Radio. This matter obstacle is too hard. Before the host of chaos. Just keeping through two minutes Uh, But he's still back on the call. Yo, y'all ready, Derek Oliver's back with those hot topics that y'all love to talk about. So let's go. Yo, y'all ready for this? Uh, uh, let's get it. Derek is back. Get you in your face. Chaos Radio is on. Open up your face. Saying whatever he wants, what you gonna say? So just pick up your phone, call the show today. You wanna argue, fuck and fight, cause you ain't with it. Call the chaos show tonight, yo, let's get it. You say yours and I say mine. Express, don't press your say what's on your mind. Kick it. Block Talk Radio, yeah, that's where we at. With them hot topics, make you look back. Do a double take like you can't believe that. Yeah, we said it, can your mind conceive that? Hey, good evening, everyone. <clears throat> good evening, and we're we're live. <clears throat> good evening, everyone. We're live. This is uh, DNK Bible Break live on Chaos Talk Radio. I just want to say good evening to everyone. Hopefully, you had a blessed weekend and you had a uh, blessed Monday to get your week started off. I just want to uh, say thanks for joining us on tonight for DNK Bible Break. Um, <clears throat> We got a good show. Uh, not, I'm not going to call it a show. We got a good word on tonight. Not going to be long. Going to be very brief. <clears throat> and uh, hopefully that uh, you'll get something out of this on tonight. I do have a couple of lengthy announcements to make as well. So um, <clears throat> just sit back and, and, and enjoy the show. Because uh, they're, they're, when I say it's a lot, it's really not a lot. I'm just excited, and I, don't, I really want to take my time, but I don't want to be too lengthy. Uh, <clears throat> there's a playoff football game coming on that I'd like to check out, but uh, I want to get this word out as well. So with that being said, I just want to again thank you guys for supporting us, joining us on tonight. Um, it's definitely a blessing to be able to do the program. Um <clears throat> Uh, one of the announcements I'm going to make is uh, at the end of January, starting February, we're going to shut down um, and revamp, and uh, we're going to shut everything down. Uh, the only thing that you'll be able to listen to will be uh, Tuesday night Bible studies on Tuesday night. But... Uh, and 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 it's it's a reason, and you know the Lord is working with me on some things. So we're gonna we're just gonna shut everything down uh, starting February. Uh, you won't hear DNK any other show that's on except our Tuesday night Bible study. You will hear that 
Uh, that's the only thing that's not going to be affected. But um, everything else is going to get shut down um, until the Lord tells me to bring it back up. But when it, when we do come back up, it's going to be a totally different platform. Uh, it's going to be different. And part of what the Lord is dealing with me is what I'm going to talk about tonight. <clears throat> and it, it's just it's, it's awesome. It, it's it's awesome how God can show you something and and you can get excited about the word. But also, you know, sometimes we get caught up in, in doing things ourselves and thinking that we have the answers and it's it may seem like it's the answer, but it really isn't. And um I'm I'm just I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about the word. <clears throat> um I had to uh went home over the weekend back to Ohio. And this is really, um, I'm not going to say I got the word from there. I actually got it before I left. But it just showed me that, you know, the Lord is moving in my life because the same word that I got here at home, it's the same word that I got when I went back home. And it was it was funny. Um, again, uh, I was supposed to be in, in the Bahamas with my son over the past weekend. Uh, but his uncle passed away, and we had to postpone the trip. And my wife and her sister had already planned for this weekend to go to Ohio. So me, at the very, very, very last minute, said, well, I'm going to Ohio, too. And um, it was very peaceful because I couldn't fly with my wife because they already made the arrangement. I had to catch another flight. And... um so I had a lot of long time, and I had a lot of time for the Lord to deal with me. And it's pretty much what we're going to talk about today. Um, one of the things that uh, I was, I'm happy about is the way, like I said before, the way the Lord moves and the way that he can show you stuff and bring stuff up to you. And um, I'm just excited about, about what the Lord has on today. <clears throat> and one of the things that he has is... Uh, let me get you the scriptures right now. If you have your Bibles, <clears throat> I want you to uh, turn to, this is going to be in the book of John. I can tell you that right now. And uh, I know when I get started, it's going to be hard to get me to stop. But we're going to come out of John chapter 15, verse 18. And... Um, John 15, in in verse, and coming out of King James version, and and like I said, I went I went to uh, visit a church on Sunday. Uh, restoration, ah, can't even say. It. Restoration Christian Fellowship. Pastor uh, Gary Madlock is the pastor. I've been knowing him uh, for a lot of years, and uh, we talked. Often, I'm not going to say we're good friends, but we're becoming good friends. This is my first time going to his church on this Sunday. And I had promised uh, Elder Bazaar I would come visit him uh, since I didn't have no plans, didn't no one know I was coming home. I said, well, you know, I'll pop my head in. And I had uh, discussed with my wife, and we didn't have no plans on really doing no church or anything like that. So... Um, and this is just being free. You know, we can go and 
go somewhere and just, you know, sit down and just be free for a minute. And um, so as I was talking to my wife and I thought that we were going to church together <clears throat> and um, we didn't go together. She went to a different church and I went to a different church and I'm not going to lie a little upset. And I was mad with my wife because we were there visiting our mothers and um, we wasn't, you know, she's with her mom. I'm with my mom and she with her family, with my family, and I just figured we wanted to go to church. And I had a little attitude. So I'm talking to my wife. She said she changed her mind at the last minute. She wanted to go to church with her friend, her girlfriend. They've been friends for since they was teenagers. And I'm like, well, I wanted you to go. So I got attitude. Now I'm going to show you how the Lord works, and I'm going to put this on me because I want to be transparent but also want you to see um, what I've learned and how God can move in situations, and we have to be careful before we can mess up a blessing. So I was upset with my wife, and and um, I just said, you know what, I'm not even going to go to church. I said, forget it. You go, I'm going to go do something else. And, you know, you married, you've been married a long time, been married a short time, you had these little disputes and arguments. It's, it's, part, of, it's part of marriage, and I was mad. <clears throat> And my wife said to me, um, she said, I hope you don't let the devil get you and rob you from, she said something of that effect. So I said, forget it, I'm going to go ahead and go to this church. And I went into the church and went in there with, you know, attitude. Um, But I haven't seen some of these people in years. And um, I walked in there, and they're one of the churches that listened to our broadcast. Um, on Monday and also on Tuesday night. So I walked in, and a lot of people were surprised to see me. So, you know, um, I sat in the back, and they asked me to come up and say a few words. I wasn't prepared, so I went up there, and what I did was I told them what, you know, I think the last message I heard Bishop preach was about this and that gospel, and I said a few words about what we were learning and what I was learning. And it was ironic because the preacher preached the exact same message and and it, it wasn't the uh it was the same thing and it was like wow and as I was sitting there listening to him preach the Lord just started sharing some things with me while I was listening to the message and it was like okay now I heard my pastor say the exact same thing they used different analogies and different scriptures but the message was pretty much the same and it just hit me, and it's like, wow, okay, I got what 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 is trying to be said. I see what the Lord is trying to do, <clears throat> and that's why the Lord told me before I even left. I talked to my pastor and told him, you know, I'm shutting everything down uh, because I want to be right. I want to do things right. I want to be before the Lord. I want to be right. <clears throat> and there's a lot of hassles that comes along with doing, you know, chaos. There's a lot. And a lot of times I'm doing that other gospel because I'm allowing people to to direct me uh, direct me in a path I shouldn't go. I'm not going to blame it on them because at the end of the day I make these choices, but it's just a lot. So I want to restart, reboot everything that I'm doing 
because I want it to be right. I want to, I want to be right. I want to make sure that I'm doing everything in decent and in order in the way the Lord would have me to do it. But the message the preacher preached was the same about what the pastor was preaching about this and that gospel and how we allow uh, that other gospel to run our life. And when it runs our life, we're not getting the full effect of Christ. <clears throat> and this is pretty much what I want to talk about because uh, if we don't have trouble and trouble ain't around us and trouble ain't threatening us and we're not causing trouble, then we must be working for the devil because we should have a lot of trouble and we should be trouble because of who we are. And one of the things I wanted to uh, read today, again, coming out of John 15, John 15, and it says, uh, John 15 and verse 18, if the world hates you, you know that it hates me before it hate, hated you. And if ye were of the world, the world would love you, would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hateth you. And see right there, <clears throat> again, verse 15, if the world hates you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. And, and see, there's a lot of hate going around. And if we're, if we're preaching the gospel the way it's supposed to be preached, the world is going to hate us, and, and we're going to have trouble. Because the world hates us because of what we stand for. And because of what we stand for, uh, uh, people are not going to like us. And it's okay if people don't like us, even people who come to church. Because one of the things that I found out is when you come to church, uh, are you coming to church to get closer to Jesus? Or are you coming to church to get the benefits of Jesus? And see, there's a difference. A lot of people want the benefits, but they don't want the relationship. So what they do is they get themselves in church, and they want to compromise the relationship but hook up with the benefits. And, and I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, wow, even myself, even myself. There's a scripture that says that if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And see, I used to, when I was on the plane, the Lord was dealing with me with that scripture, and I'm like, you know what? I do all this for the Lord. Why do I don't have the desires of my heart? Then I had to look at that scripture, and this is that, that gospel that Bishop was talking about. See, we read that, and we take it out of context. The Lord will give us the desires of our heart if you delight yourself in him. And see, what that means is if you delight yourself in him, that means being in God's will. And if you're in God's will, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Now, when you're in God's will, what do you desire when you're in his will? Now, me, I could be sitting up here saying, I want a Cadillac. I want this. I want that. All these things, the materialistic things that I want. And I'm like, well, if I serve him, he'll give me all these things. That's not what that scripture means. That scripture means is when you delight yourself in him, when you're in his perfect will. What do you desire? And see, one of the things that I desire in his perfect will when I'm in the will of God is to have the freedom to be able to preach the gospel. And because I have the freedom to preach the gospel, that's part of the desire of his will. 
part of being in his will, I want a family. I have a lovely wife. He's given me the desire, that desire, because I'm in the perfect will. I got that. So everything that I have, that I've at, he's, he, he kept his promise. Now, the stuff that when I'm not in his will that I want, that's not irrelevant to him. But when I'm in his perfect will, I hope you understand where I'm going with this. In his perfect will, that's what he's going to bless me with when I'm in his perfect will. And see, Derek has to die a death that, that all the materialistic things that I want, that has nothing to do with being in God's perfect will. If he wants me to have it, he will let me have it. But when I'm in his will, I have good health because I'm in his will. I have um, a job because I'm in his will. Everything that I'm doing that I have good is because he's given me the desire because that's what I desire when I'm working in his will. It don't mean, oh, because I'm doing all of this, he's just going to bless me and everything else. And that's what we got to understand. We got to stop uh, taking scriptures and making them fit what we want them to fit. And, and yeah, I'm going to be on this probably all year. But, again, in uh, John, the 15th chapter, the 18th into the 21 verse, I'm going to keep going there. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. Talking about the Lord. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. See, there's a lot of people running around here that are saying that they're with the Lord, but yet they don't. They, they want the benefits, but they don't want to serve him. You want to serve two masters. And what happens is this is what this is what people do. And even if you get caught up, <clears throat> like I'm getting caught, like I was caught up, you, you can want to serve the Lord and get the benefits and then want to compromise the word of God and live any kind of way you want to live on the outside. And when you do that, uh, uh, you, you can't do that because – the Bible tells us that God is a jealous God. He would have no other God before. He don't want you serving two masters. He's not going to allow that to happen. But see, we do that because we don't want to. We don't want the gospel. We want the benefits. We don't want the gospel. We just want what comes with it. We want the blessing. We want the health. We want the finances. We want whatever it is your that your heart desire. That's what you want. But you don't want to buckle down and and and. Uh, stand and and live holy, and that's what the church is doing right now because you don't hear a lot of people talking about the way we're supposed to live. You can shack up, you can smoke weed, you you can you can uh, uh, you you compromise. Everything is compromised. You got preachers now that want to uh, uh, have grow weed on the property. So you mean to tell me I can smoke weed and still go to heaven? You can tell me I can drink and still go to heaven and get drunk. I ain't talking about how to sit. I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Get them spirits inside you and still go to heaven. You can uh, uh, hate people, sow discord, and still go to heaven. And, and this is what we're talking about. This is what I'm talking about. And see, the thing about it is, is when you start preaching like this and start teaching like this, the world is going to hate us. And they're going to say, you ain't nothing but trouble. And then what they're going to do is they're going to try to find anything about me that's not right. 
there was a time I was um, working for a community center in uh, Warren, Ohio. I was very young. And um, this is when I was full of myself. And um, the Lord was telling me when I was on the plane ride home that uh, there was these young people. And um, one of the young people, and there was a bunch of preachers in the JJC talking to the young people. And uh, uh, one of the preachers was in there was uh, Pastor Madlock. He was in there along with a couple of other preachers. And it was funny because one of the kids said to one of the preachers, had you ever had sex before you got married? Now you got to understand, there's a group of people, and and we're supposed to be teaching the gospel. And as the young man said what he said to the preacher, the preacher got caught and really didn't know how to engage in the conversation. And see what happens is we want to put the focus on us, and that's what the preacher did, put the focus on him instead of putting the focus on Jesus. And and see what we got to do is when people start asking questions. Well, you did this and you did that, but the question is, it ain't about me, it's about Jesus. And when you stir it to Jesus, because it's not about us, it's about Jesus. We all fall short, all fall short. And the thing about it is when we fall short and people start pointing at us, the question is, you can't point at me, you got to point at Jesus. And the same thing you're asking me, ask Jesus. That's the problem. When people fall down, we want to look at them and look down on them. But the question is, you got to ask, when you're looking at me and pointing at me, you got to look at Jesus because he's the only one that was able to come here and do what he did without sinning. So the purpose is when people start saying what you're doing good or what you're doing bad, it really ain't about us. It's about Jesus. And, and see, we, we got caught up in that other gospel, and we, that other gospel makes it about us. It makes it about us. And if it's about us, then guess what? The world loves us because we, we want to please everybody. But you, you can't please everybody when you're serving Christ. When you're serving Christ, the world is going to hate us. So when the world hates us, guess what happens? That means there's going to be trouble all around us. And another thing, as I was flying and the Lord was dealing with me about a lot of stuff, and, you know, I, I've been saying, how, you know, stuff I've been going through and all of this, and I got to thinking about it. And it was like, okay, you and, – and, and everyone has family. And everyone got family, got uh, drama, dysfunctional. Stuff is what we talked about last Tuesday in Bible, the dysfunctional families. <clears throat> and everybody, again, wants the benefit of the Lord, but they don't want to serve the Lord. And if you're not serving the Lord, I don't care who you are, if you're not serving the Lord, you're going to become part of the world. And if you're serving the Lord and people around you are not serving the Lord, you're going to have trouble because you're serving the Lord and they're running with the devil. Now, they can say they're running with the Lord and they're doing this and doing that, but they don't have a relationship with him. They just want the benefit. That's not serving the Lord. And if you're not serving the Lord, you're going to have trouble. And the trouble you're going to have, I don't know how much you pray about it, but God is a jealous God. You can't have two mad, can't, you can't serve two different gods. And I don't care who your daddy is or who your mama is, if you're not serving the Lord Jesus Christ and growing with him, there's going to be some, some rainy days. It's already going to be raining when you're serving him, and the scripture is going to show us that in a little bit. But at the same time, don't think 
because your family ain't serving him and ain't recognizing who he is. They just want the benefits. And it, it, I'm ex- when I say I'm excited, I'm excited because I already know that trouble is going to come after me because who my father is. And because who my father is, he had to go through it. Scripture tells me I'm going to have to go through it. And because I'm going to have to go through it, it's okay because he's going to have my back. But at the same time, you got to separate yourself from the people who just want the benefits of Christ. Because if they want the benefits of Christ, they're going to bring darkness around you. They're going to bring darkness around you. And I got three, three, three points. <clears throat> I heard this, and I really liked it, so I'm going to use it. So this ain't original. I, I, I got this from somebody else. <laughs> and point number one, uh, as we're living in this world, and the world hates us, we have to understand, uh, believers, I'm talking to believers tonight, we have to understand that there's three type of doors we got to go through. And I want you to listen to this and write this down because for some reason I'm on this teaching kick, but I like these three different doors we got to go through, and you may have heard them before. The first door is just a regular door. You have to either push it or pull it to open it. And when you go through this first door, you're either going to push it or pull it, but it requires effort. And if you're around people that don't have effort, you need to get away from them because it takes effort to either push it, push it open, or pull it open. It takes effort. And sometimes me, along with I know a lot of other people, we get tired of always putting forth the effort and always putting forth the effort. But we got to continue to do that in order to keep the door open that the God wants us to go through. So we have to have that effort. To do it now, I'm going to say this because a lot of people come to church ain't trying to do no effort at all. But you can't get to the second door unless you go through the first door. And the first door, you got to either push it or pull it, and it's effort. That's number one. The second door that you got to go through is a revolving door, and this revolving door has nothing to do with effort, but it has everything to do with timing. Now, the first door is effort. The second door is timing, because if you don't time it right, it'll keep you going in circles. And see, sometimes myself, I'm only speaking to myself now, is I'll get in a door and I'll keep going in circles because the timing is bad, bad timing, because I want to do it my way instead of waiting on God to do it, so I mistime it. And we've all have done that before, and that's part of being a disciple of Christ. We got to have the right timing. And if you get the right timing, sometimes we're not going to get it all the time. But it's a timing thing. The first door is effort. The second door is timing. And and the third door we're going to talk about is one of them doors when you just show up and it opens. See, that's the good door. All you got to do is show up and it opens. But see, you can't get to the third door unless you go through the first door. You can't get to the third door unless you go through the second door. So you got to have the effort. You got to have the timing. And then you got to know how to show up. And if you're doing them three things, if you got the effort, you got the timing, and you're showing up, then you're going to have the joy of Christ. And yeah, you may be full of trouble, but it's good trouble because Jesus went through trouble. And see, we're not troublemakers. We're trouble breakers. Even though we're going through trouble after trouble after trouble, God keeps delivering us, delivering us, and delivering us because he knows what we're going through, and he's going to bring us out because we're getting closer to him because that's who we're serving. 
But if you want the benefits of Christ, you'll never get through the first door because you don't have the effort. And then you'll never be able to go through the timing because you ain't even got through the first door with the effort. So you can't just jump from effort and go to the timing, and then you can't when you show up. A lot of people come to church and show up and ain't get nothing happening to them because they haven't even had the effort to do anything. Let me see if I can make it clear. <clears throat> when I was playing football, one of the things that I was taught to do, um, my brother taught this to me. He said, always stand by the coach. If you stand by the coach, he's quicker to put you in the game because you're eager to get in. And then you can be in the coach's ear, put me in, coach, put me in, coach. But you got other people on the team that don't want to get in the game. They just want it the benefits. They want it the uniform. They want it the letterman jackets. They wanted what comes with being a part of the team, but they never wanted to work to get in the game. So when I thought about this, and I'm right, I'm like, you know what? There are a lot of people come to church, but ain't no one really trying to serve. All they want is the benefits. All they want is the accolades. If we win and we go to the playoffs, then, oh, you get this, that, and the other. And when we was playing football, every Thursday uh, before Friday's game, we would have to go to dinner. Uh the football team would go to dinner to these restaurants from the community, have these dinners for us, and it was it was real nice and food was real good. But it, everyone on the team went. It was a benefit. Uh, sometimes we got out of class early. Uh, that was part of the benefit. But we were practicing to play a game, and a lot of people didn't even want to get in the game because they didn't want the benefits. And it was evident when the coach put them in the game, they didn't know what they were doing. So now I'm thinking about that in a spiritual sense. And I'm thinking about people come to church because they just want the benefits of Christ. They just want the benefits. They just want the blessings. They just want to come and sit and hope the overflow falls on them. But they don't want to do no effort. They don't want to do no timing. And they don't want to just show up. And you can't do one without the other. They all go together. And again, I'm coming out of John, the 15th chapter, 18. And again, I'm going to keep reading. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. See, that's another thing. He's chosen me. He chose me. And because he chose me, yeah, I'm going to have a lot of trouble. Because the world don't like me. People who don't serve Christ, don't like me. They're going to come up against me, even though they say they love the Lord. They don't have a relationship with the Lord because the Lord didn't choose them. He chose me. And because he chose me, my light is going to shine bright. Because he chose me, I'm going to be able to play in the game. Because he chose me, I'm free. I'm free to preach the gospel. I'm not bound down to have to do this and do that and do this and do that. I don't have to kiss nobody's butt to preach the gospel. But the world hates us because they want us to stand for any and everything. That's why you don't hear no preachers really preaching about adultery. You don't hear no preachers really preaching about fornication or drugs because now it's all acceptable. You can do it. The weed comes from the earth. You're allowed to smoke it and lose your brain 
and lose your brain cells and make bad decisions? Oh, you can shack up as long as you keep paying your tithes and, and, and you come to church and serve. Ain't no one really got to know because I ain't going to say nothing about it. That's why you got a lot of people shacking up. That's then you got all these homos running up. I'm sorry. Can y'all? Hopefully, you can hear me. Can hear me. Um, I just lost my microphone. Um, if someone, if you can hear, give me a text. I'm ask my wife if you can hear me. Text me. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I know. Um, if you can hear me now. No, we're just having a little uh, technical difficulties right now. Hopefully you can hear me. Yeah, see, that's the devil. He didn't, he didn't want me to get this thing out there um, today. But <clears throat> we're, we're trying to we're trying to do different things. We're trying to be um, close close to, to the Lord. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to tell my wife, thank you. You can hear, hold on. <laughs> Okay. So, good. We're back on track. Uh, yeah. um, <clears throat> it's just the devil don't, don't want this word to get out. And, again, uh, it's very important who we are. And, and one of the things, again, um, I like about the scripture here in John 15, 18, that uh, he chose us. And it says that, um, again, if the world hates you, it hated me before it hated you. Ye were of the world, the world would love his own. Ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hated you. Remember, the world that said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. But if they persecuted me, they will also persecute. That, that's, that's what I like. Persecute. Getting accused of doing stuff. Getting blamed for everything. That's one part of persecution. What's up? People want to throw it in your face and, and hold you hostage to what you did. And it's like, wow. Wow. And not the fact that
Sorry, I apologize about that. We had a, a technical difficulties going on uh, for a few minutes, and um, we're back. And hopefully, everyone can hear me now. Um, again, <clears throat> when the Lord tries to do something, you know, the devil wants to come in and, and, and mess it up. And because there's so much that I want to get out there, <clears throat> um, you know, the devil going to try to do what he can do to to <clears throat> stop me. And it just happens to be that uh, the mics um, in my in my office aren't working uh, either on my end or my wife's end. It just down, so we had to do something a little different. So I do apologize for the <clears throat> few minutes of delay that that we were having in here. So I'm gonna hate to have to go back over what what was already said, but I'm coming out of John 15, 18 to 21, and um. I'm getting some notes here. Uh, if the world hates you, John fifteen eighteen and 21, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world loved his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. Remember the world, the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they would also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. And one of the things that, that I'm, I'm trying to see is, like I said before, People want the benefits of Jesus Christ. They don't want the relationship. And because they don't want the relationship, they just want the benefits. They're going to hate when you preach the gospel because the gospel is going to go against everything that they believe in and everything that how they live. And I was using an illustration about football, you know, and, and I just want to get this in there because it's very important because if you played football, basketball, whatever sport, they always tell you stay close to the coach because when he look or he needs you, you're right there to go into the game, and you can be used. Other people just want the benefits of being on the team. They want the uniform. They want the jackets. They want whatever comes with the team success. They get part of the success, but they don't know what they're doing when they get into the game. It's the same thing in the church. You get a church full of people, but don't know when really want to play the game. You have people – you have people hard time finding people to usher. You have five times people cleaning the church because they don't want to serve. They don't want that commitment with the Lord. And in order to do anything in the church, you got to have a commitment to the Lord. I can't do what I do if I don't have a commitment to the Lord to study his word. And if I don't study his word, I won't know. So, yeah, I was doing that other gospel. Not that I wasn't studying, I was just trapped up because I wanted it to be what I wanted it to be. And also, I'm just going over what I said before. When I said the scripture that um, if you delight yourself in him, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, that word, delight yourself in him, that means in God's perfect will. And when you're in God's perfect will, I was thinking about that on my flight. And on my flight, 
being in God's perfect will, I'm thinking about it. He has given me the desires of my heart when I'm in his perfect will. Now, when I'm not in his will, in my wants, like, okay, I want a Cadillac or I want a million dollars, all these things, I'm not in God's will. But when I'm in his will and when I'm in his perfect will and I'm thinking about the things that I have, I have the freedom to preach the gospel. I have the freedom. That's a desire of mine to preach the gospel. I have the desire is I have a beautiful wife, and I and the Lord gave me her. That was the desire when I'm in His perfect will. When I'm in His will, I have everything that I want. When I'm in His will, now the other stuff outside His will. See, now you got to put all this stuff together. Cause I'm supposed to die daily. It's not my. It's not my will. It's His will. So some of the stuff I want ain't got nothing to do with the Lord. And he'll give me some of those blessings if I'm serving him right. But that's not, that, that does not mean because if I do all this work, he's going to give me anything that I want. That does not, you got to be in the perfect will of God. You have to be in the perfect will of God. And that's that other gospel. So when someone tells you you give X amount of dollars and the Lord is going, no, that's not necessarily true. Not true. It's not true. And, and one of the things that, that, that I also wanted to go over again is I, I want to illustrate about the three doors and these three doors that we got to go through. And if we don't go through them, um, um, you, you really can't be a good disciple if you don't go through the, the, the three doors. The one door is a door that, that requires effort. You either got to push it open or pull it open, and that requires your effort to do it. If you don't have no effort in serving the Lord, you can't get to the next door. And the next door is a revolving door. And that door has to deal with timing. Not your timing, but his timing. And see, sometimes we want to do stuff on our own, so we miss it. And when we get in that resolving door, we keep going in circles and circles because we're trying to do it on our time and not his time. But when you go through the revolving door, the revolving door on his time, you'll be able to come out on the other side. And then the third door you got to go through is one of them escalating doors. It just opens up when you show up. And when you show up, the door opens up. And, see, that's one of the things that, that, that that's why I want to shout because sometimes we just got to show up. I know sometimes during the first door, the effort, sometimes we get tired of always doing the effort, but you got to keep doing the effort. And then the next door is timing because if you get the right timing, you'll be able to come out on the other side. And then the third door is the door that opens when you show up. See, you can't get to that third door if you ain't went to the first door. And you can't get to the third door unless you go through the second door. So you got to have the effort, you got to have the timing, and then you got to show up. And you can't show up uh, half-heartedly. You can't show up uh, when you want to show up. You got to be consistent with your relationship with Jesus Christ in order to show up, so you can be able to be that. The, be his disciple. And you already know through the scripture we read, the world is going to hate us. So we're going to be full of trouble. But if we're full of trouble and we're doing what God's telling us to do, we're walking through trouble. See, a lot of times we struggle with trouble. But see, we should be walking through trouble because of who we're serving and we're trying to get to that other side. And if we're trying to get to that other side, just like going through these doors, if you're walking with him, it's going to be very easy. The effort is going to be easy. 
the timing is going to be easy and showing up is going to be easy. And I was at a church talking to a pastor, and it's funny because pastors are going through this all over, not just at our church but other churches, with people with effort, timing, and with people showing up. It's very hard to get all three in one. And I'm a witness. It's hard with the effort. It's hard with the timing. And it's hard showing up. Some they just don't want to show up. But if you're a disciple of Christ and he chose you, you got to show up. And, and, and that's what I'm excited about. Um, that other gospel, you can do whatever you want to do. You can pick any door you want to go through, and you can just show up and think the door going to open, and you're going to get the benefits of Jesus Christ. You think you can go through that door that's resolving, that's revolving, and, and you can just show up, and, 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 and the timing is going to be just because you got the right timing, and you ain't even spent a day praying. And the other door is the effort. Where is the effort? It's just like the people on the football team that don't want to get in the game. They stand all the way down at the other end of the field. They're not trying to get in the game, but they look good in the uniform. They look good with the benefits, but they're not trying to get in the game. And when they do get in the game, you can tell they don't know what they're doing. And it's very important that you need to understand as we continue to go into 2023 that you got to have the effort, you got to have the timing, and you got to show up. And not only you got to show up, but if you want to get in the game, you got to stay close to the coach. Because the coach is going to look at you and he's going to call your number. And when he calls your number, you ain't got time to think about whether you can go in or not. And when you get in there, you got to know what you're doing when you get in there. That's having a relationship with Jesus Christ. But we want to have an unfair and commit adultery against Jesus Christ. That's what we're doing. We want to serve two masters. We want to smoke weed, drink, shack up, have sex, have fun, and we don't want to make no sacrifice. We don't want to serve him. But you can't serve two masters. God doesn't like that. And people in the church are serving two masters. That's why there's no effort, no timing, and they have a hard time showing up. And then you wonder why the church is weak. That's why. And I know this ain't popular, and I'm not going to get a lot of amens, really don't care. But because I have the freedom, because he chose me, and I have the freedom to preach the gospel, I'm going to preach the true gospel. Everybody wants the benefits. More than 90 people in the church, 90% of the people when they come to church, they're just there for the benefits. Because out of the three doors, very few of them have effort, very few of them have the timing, and very few of them show up. We can show up on a Sunday when the pastor there, because you know the pastor going to call your name out. You know the pastor going to make you feel good. You know the pastor going to pat you on the back. Let me give you another illustration. And I was telling my sons, I, I said this before I went out, about don't don't base going to heaven on my work because you're not you're liable. I, I don't know. You're liable not get in if you're basing it on what I'm doing and you ain't doing nothing. You know, I, well, my daddy was a preacher and I grew up. And again, 
you didn't grow up in the church. You went to church. But everyone that grew up in the church, we're still growing. And we're going to continue to grow. Because you grew up in the church and you ain't never committed yourself to Jesus Christ. You just went to church. You don't have a relationship. And then when you die, you want us to put you in heaven. I can't do that no more. Can't do it no more. Because I don't know if you went there or not. And it's just important that we understand that where we're going. And and one of the other things I wanted to get out, and then I'm going to be done. After what I did on Sunday and church was over with, I went and got my wife and we went out and um, we went to lunch. And uh, we went to this restaurant. And at the end of the restaurant, um, we said we would never go back there again because the service was bad. Now, I want you to take this, and I'm going to get ready to go. We went to the restaurant. They didn't see us right away. We had to wait. Even though they were looking at us, and it was just me and her standing there, and there were a lot of seats, we had to wait. Then some other folks came in, and they wanted to see us. And then we ordered. The service was bad. The lady dropped my straw on the floor. She didn't pick it up. The food was bad. So I said, well, let's just go. Because this isn't acceptable. And because we paid our money and the service was unacceptable and we made the decision that we're not going to never go back to that restaurant again. And I'm flying home. And I told you, me and my wife had separate flights. I had a lot of time to meditate. And the Lord showed something to me. And he said, well, how do you think I feel with y'all? I would tell my Lord, the way that you felt the way you got served, it was unacceptable. Well, when y'all, and talking about everybody, come serve me, and they give half-heartedly, tell y'all I ain't going to never come back and bless y'all. But a lot of times, the same service that me and my wife receive, and I'm talking to me, sometimes I give that same service to the Lord, and it's not fair, and it's not right. But if we don't preach about it, if we don't teach about it, the service we give is unacceptable. And before you start giving unacceptable services because you don't have a relationship with him. And if you don't do what you do in love, then it's kind of hard to serve him. These people didn't care about their jobs. They just served us any old kind of way. And we had the decision to make whether we want to go back or not. But sometimes in my life, the same service that I got on that day at that restaurant is the same service I gave the Lord. It was unacceptable. And because it was unacceptable, even though he chose me, I'm going to try to get it right. I'm going to try to get it right. But because I'm trying to get it right and the world hates me and I'm going to preach it, don't think trouble ain't going to come my way. And for everyone that's out there that, that think that, that this is easy, I'm, I just want to share this with you in closing. You have grace, you have mercy, and then you have judgment. Now, I don't have the answer to this, but I hope I can scare the hell out of you with it. Grace is telling you, come on, come on, come on. 
But pretty soon, mercy is going to tell grace to get out of the way. And then mercy is going to tell you to come on, come on, come on. And then mercy is going, judgment is going to tell mercy to get out of the way. And then you're going to be judged. And right now, there are a lot of people are going through the judgment. You wonder why how many families is going through hell right now? It's because they don't want to serve Jesus Christ. And they've been rejecting grace. They've been regret, rejecting mercy. And now they got to deal with the judgment. Now, see, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want to have to deal with the judgment. I'm going to take the grace. I'm going to take the mercy. And then I'm going to try to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't want to have to go through that judgment. The fact that he chose me, yeah. And he said, we're going to have trouble. We're going to have some bad days. We're covered by grace. We're going to do some things. We're covered by mercy. But I don't want to have to deal with is that judgment. And so many people is putting their, their salvation based on parents, grandparents, and friends. Well, I know my mama praying for me. I know my daddy praying for me. I don't know if that's enough to get you in heaven, and I don't want to take the chance. And I can't truthfully sit up here and say, I don't, I, I don't know. Don't know. But I know what I want to do is I want to be a good disciple of Jesus Christ. And I, I don't feel bad when I'm going through trouble. Because the scriptures already told us, they hated him, they're going to hate me. They persecuted him, they're going to persecute us. And really, when you're really preaching the true gospel, they're really going to hate us. The Lord just dropped this in my spirit, talking about football and everything. And back in my day when we used to go to parties, we liked to party in the dark. We liked to do things in the dark because we knew it was wrong. We knew it wasn't right. You know, you had them, them parties and the lights was out. You went skating, doing stuff. You ain't got no been did it in the dark because you knew it wasn't right. Don't dare turn them lights on because the lights on, you can see what you're doing. And we want to be in a church that's full of darkness because it's fun and because that's what my heart desires. But as soon as the light comes on, it messes up the whole atmosphere. How long? Can you hear me now? Still can't hear me? Can you hear me now? I'm sorry, I'm going out. You are now tuned into Chaos Radio. Your Okay, I hope you can hear me now. Can you hear me? Can you hear me?